0: Rifling through those long boxes, and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of The Cosmic Force. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Reganti, and on tonight's episode, we have finally reached the conclusion of the War of the Bounty Hunter saga, so we are going to share our thoughts on this memorable moment in Star Wars comics, history, and what comes next. But first, let's go around the room and say hi to the rest of the team here tonight, starting where we always do, with Emma. Emma, how are you doing tonight?
2: Hello, hello. I am doing well. It's a bittersweet day with the end of War of the Bounty Hunters, but um, I'm really excited to talk about all of it tonight. I think there's a lot to say, and um, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Yes, that is awesome. Uh, We also have tonight with us Caleb, who, uh, fresh off of winning the unofficial Utini Halloween costume contest uh, for for, for dressing up as Lando. Uh, How are you doing tonight, man?
0: Good, good. It's getting cold down here in Georgia, so it's officially sweater weather. So I decided to dress down a little bit, a little bit more casual to uh, kind of, you know, ease into this uh this slower period of life and enjoy some comics here with my friends. So I think we're going to have a really, really great episode tonight.
1: I am looking forward to that. And our last host tonight, Jacob, who we are... T- halfway almost or do we do we see the light at the end of the tunnel of our first uh of of our first semester of law school uh
3: we're well over halfway i mean like i have like three weeks of classes left uh and then three weeks of finals oh, uh, so that hurts it's, it's the worst it's on it's honestly the worst part of this semester so uh it, it time-wise we're, yes we're we're plenty through it but amount of work-wise not
1: not quite so Alright, well, l- luckily, that uh, that means we can all, as Caleb says, uh, spend a little bit of time amongst our friends talking about comics, because uh, if this is your first time joining us tonight, welcome, we are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on youtube.com slash utini every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, and if you can't join us live, that's okay, we are available right here, for, all of our videos are available right here for whenever you get the chance, and we are also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are also a part of the Utini podcast network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord, with more than 1,000 members and dozens of channels to choose from. If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. So we we kind of we're, we're gonna try to rush through a lot of this opening stuff because uh, War of the Bounty Hunters is a big thing, and we got a lot of lot of lot of lot of things to talk about, a lot of uh, opinions to share. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get right into the weekly pull list. It's a little bit of a short list this week, but uh, Jacob, what do we have available this week?
3: Yeah, so we have uh, two comics this week. We have Bounty Hunters number seventeen, uh, Escape from the Executor, by Ethan Sachs with pencils from Paolo Villanelli. Uh, the cover is by Giuseppe Comancoli. The colorist is RF Prianto, and the letter is Travis Lanham. Uh, Star Wars 18 uh, is a Collision Course by Charles Sewell. Uh, Soul, jeez. Uh, pencils by Ramon Rosanas. Uh, the cover is Carlo Pagalayan. uh Colorist is Rochelle Rosenberg, and the letter is Clayton Cowles. These are the last two issues of The War of the Bounty Hunters. I would personally recommend reading uh star wars last uh they don't like spoil each other but i think just as like, a narrative conclusion it makes a lot of sense uh to like the the event as a whole so and as always you can pick the links up for those on comiXology
1: in the youtube description oh, I tend and, and to with agree that with cover that. i was gonna say with that cover yes. i don't think that there's a better way oh, to yeah. end uh the, the war of the Bounty hunters so, i mean that's a that's a pretty awesome cover
2: yes i'm gonna need everybody to start getting used to me just praising all of the Kira covers because yeah, you know that we're <laughs> going to get more each time I'm going to say it. She's a badass. We've also got our other resident badass, Leia, and that just makes for the perfect comic cover for me. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely picking this one up physically.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Let's go ahead and, ro- and roll into what we're loving this week. And uh, we're going to start with our art of the week. And uh, we did things a little bit differently the- this week uh, in-, in honor of... Of uh, the end of the War of the Bounty Hunters and uh, the uh, you know everything that we're t- that we're covering, we we decided to to join up and 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 choose the best piece of art from uh, the series. And for those of you who have been following along with the series, I'm sure you'll pro- probably know what this is. And for those of you who haven't and you haven't read uh, at least War of the Bounty Hunters number one, this is your for- first, last, and only uh, spoiler warning because there it is there is kira i mean this is this is what the series is all about right i i I mean there if if we're talking about war of the bounty hunters and we're talking about our favorite art is there really a panel that's better than this one right here
2: no absolutely not like i will never forget the moment that i read this or or saw this art honestly because i did not see it coming i was totally blown away and i was so happy and I just needed to tell somebody. So my sister was sitting right next to me when I was reading this. And of course, she doesn't know. She she doesn't know. I mean, she's seen the movies and she loves Amelia Clark. And I said, Abby, Kira's back. And she's like, Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Good. That's great. And uh, you know, everybody was happy. Um, nobody happier than I in my house, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was this was a really cool this crossed over into main. Star Wars, at least at least in our Discord, at least the Uteni Discord, this crossed over into uh, the dominant topic of of, of the day when, they, when when this happened. So it was a, it was a really cool thing to to see. So all right, uh, Caleb, I believe you've got our community submission of the week, right? Absolutely, yeah, and this
0: one comes from. Our very own Moonflyer, slash Dave. This one was from Canaan Number One. Pencils by Pepe Larraz, and colors by David Surilla. Uh This was a really kind of a, a fun issue. I read this couple uh months ago, and there's just a a lot of fun action going on with the uh, with Canaan being trained as a youth from uh, Bilbara, right? Uh, Master Bilbara. Yeah, Mister uh, Master uh, Bilaba, uh, Bilaba. Yeah, Bilaba. Ma- you know, J. Master Bil. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm having a rough time here. Just a really good, solid. I remember the art on this series being really standout. Like every like action, every moment here really looked good. And this was a really great encapsulation of some really fun Jedi training. So great, great pick this week.
1: Alright. Let's go ahead and get into what we're reading. I don't have anything of notable to read. I'm just I've caught up on all my comics and everything. Uh so nothing notable here uh emma you sit here uh you you're technically listed last but i want Caleb to go last because he's got a yeah. very nice thing that he wants to to share with everybody but so emma you said you finally finished ronin so congratulations on that uh and you said you wanted to kind of share your thoughts on that so uh how did you like it
2: yeah absolutely so i know kind of i think it was a few weeks ago i had started reading it and i said i was kind of so so on it and um Man, the end of that book got really spicy really fast um I wish that I wish that I felt that way about the beginning because I didn't really feel as connected to the characters as I wanted to or um as into the stakes as I wanted to, but it certainly got really crazy at the end and I couldn't put it down so that's always a good mark of a good uh good ending there. so it finished strong for me even though it had a bit of a slow start um. And yeah, I like the the visions tie in. I don't know. I think I'm the kind of person that needs something to be in the canon timeline because I just get confused about what's happening. And I know that that is so ridiculous because we don't need to know when things are happening to enjoy it. Um, but I have a crazy brain, and that's that's just that's just <laughs> what it is. <laughs> so yeah, it, it it finished strong, and I wanted to let everybody know that you know that uh, I didn't end up enjoying it despite uh not being super high on it at the beginning so it's gonna be a uh if we're doing living force ratings here um i'll give it a seven it's pretty good
1: good good i'm on chapter two so uh <laughs> you can I've do got it a long way to go <laughs> i yeah i've got a long way to go so uh all right jacob you are, are, are shouting out some you're, you're bringing in some gonna make jared happy here bringing in some legends content here what are you talking about here I, yeah, I am.
3: So, uh, if you're not super active in our Discord, uh, there is a unofficial Utini book club going on right now, organized by uh, one of our community-owned Skuma Joe, and we are doing the uh, Han Solo AC Crispin Trilogy. So, we're starting Paradise Snare. We started on Monday, I believe. So, uh, it's about like two two or three chapters a week, so it's a pretty manageable pace, even for me. Uh, but yeah, I have not lead, read any Legends in a very long time, like a really i don't think since i picked up canon with the exception of like a few comics things i've gone back to legends at all um just because like i feel the need to eventually catch up with canon first and that's kind of an insurmountable hill so i may never touch legends again but i i'm at least getting buying the books so there's that uh but yeah so this is uh if you, you know if you're interested in getting involved with the uh the book club uh just go find us in the legends uh books channel there's a little thread or DM me and I'll let you in. It's it's pretty easy to find. So
1: yeah. as always, Jared with absolute impeccable timing joined the joined the chat <laughs> as we were talking about that. So uh with Still Holds True, we talk about Legends and Jared arrived. So Jared, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh I think we're done talking about Legends for now. So uh, we, we said we, his we, summoning we word. With, <laughs> I was gonna say we we hope you stay with us, but uh, that's probably it for Legends <laughs> talk tonight. Um <laughs> And uh, so, so what we're gonna end this segment with, uh, Caleb? Because you said you you told us earlier this week that uh, you had some an awesome gift from your family.
0: Absolutely, yes. My in-laws really knocked it out of the park, and I got profile shot first. The Afro Omnibus. Get yes. to clear off that a little bit. Yeah, so This awesome. is insane. Like when I when it came into sort of thing, I'm like, what is this? Like a Lego set or something? But no, <laughs> it's it's like a couple hundreds of pages of really A-quality, top-tier uh, Star Wars action. I am blown away. I am really excited to go back and reread this when I have time. I've already started to pick through some of the early chapters again, and I think I'll have to just sit down and read it all over, like, over the next week or so. But I am <clears throat> over the moon. But I haven't gotten into that just yet, because as anticipation for the show, I went back and I reread every War of the Bounty Hunters tie-in and issue. That was a lot, but yes. I really enjoyed it. I decided to do like a different read- reading order than what we'll talk about later. We might mention that down the show, but um, I think I am primed and ready to uh, talk your ears off. So let's keep this show running.
1: So I know that Jacob's got the Old Republic omnibus. You've now got the Afra omnibus. Emma, do you have an omnibus?
2: I don't. I've actually never even like held one in real life, and okay. it blows me away every time when I look at one. It just it looks like a textbook. I need. I feel like I need one. So so tell me in the chat what <laughs> omnibus do you think I should get as my first one? I, I was gonna whenever I can really, afford I, one.
1: <laughs> I was gonna feel like I was letting the team down if I was the only one who didn't have an omnibus. No, no, I don't have one either, and I and I feel. I mean, yeah literally it might as well be a textbook <laughs> yeah which is a law book contracts which is a Con- comic yeah contracts or or the older <laughs> which one is
2: the fun book and which one is the boring book i don't know
1: <laughs> all right we are i
3: will i will say as far as as far very quickly as far as first round omnibuses go or omnibuy go um charles soul's uh darth vader coming out that in is December.
1: yes and i have um yeah, I've I've thought about that one uh, more than once about picking that one up. Uh, I mean, because of course, I mean, I have the digital version, I have the trade paperbacks, I have the floppies. I mean, what's 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 a fourth version of all of those <laughs> stories? I mean, completionist. You know? All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Tonight, our main topic of to, uh, uh, of the the night is the War of the Bounty Hunters recap. So, um. Tonight we're going to talk. We're going to give a, a little bit of a general discussion on the event and the overall story and its effect on the comics landscape. We're going to be saving a more story-centric discussions and details for our roundtable. However. We will not be avoiding spoilers, so listen at your own risk. Um, you know, we're not going to get into deep. We're not going to to get into them too deep, but uh, we're not going to avoid talking about them either. So, like I said, we've already seen Kira in our in our Art of the Week section uh, and and things like that. We're going to continue to talk about. But uh, tune in in a couple weeks when we get uh, when we actually have our have our, our roundtable to to discuss the finer points of the actual story, but uh, including the preludes. This was a very long event. It included 34 books from May 5th all the way through November 3rd. And that included all of the main titles, a separate miniseries, and one-shots throughout that time frame. So a lot of work and a lot of members on this creative team. Uh, we have a series of writers here that have been credited for their work on this series, and that includes Charles Soule, Greg Puck, uh, Alyssa Wong, Ethan Sachs, Justina Ireland, and Daniel Jose Older. Uh, pencilers for this series were Steve McNiven, Luke Ross, uh, Ramon Rosanas, Luca Pizzari, uh, Key Zama, and the colorist was Laura Martin. And cover artists uh, Steve McNiven and Muhammad As- uh, Azrar were also uh, crea- are credited with uh, working on this event so um, Jacob I want to go to you first um, to, to kind of c- talk about as a event as a 30 what did I say 34 book five and a half month event did this thing work was it fun was it exciting did it lead the comic book universe in a good place what do we think but now that we now that, now that this is in, in our rear rearview mirror I think as a whole
3: it did. Um, I, I've been a little critical of it. Uh, I think especially like when it got into like kind of like the uh, a month and a half, two months in, I, I felt it did drag a little bit. And there was a lot of delays that that uh, affected that, of course. Um, I think the core main story and uh, is, is good. I, I really like what it is doing for the universe. Um, I, I, I Event fatigue is real uh, sure. with comic books and it. Is something that's very scary uh, with Crimson Dawn or Crimson Rain happening in a month, uh, but in, I I think I like what we're doing with the like the comics universe as a whole. Um, the only thing that the like the the main caveat, the main thing that I do fear with it is the that the individual ongoing series don't have the room to breathe that they need, um, and I think the the most the most evident part of the uh, or example of that is Darth Vader. Uh, because I think the first two volumes of that were absolutely incredible. And I think the last, the the war of the bounty hunters volume of that is not my favorite. I will say that.
1: Yeah, I could understand that. Absolutely. Um, And I agree with everything that you said there uh, that um, I think that there were, there were discussions at the beginning of this event that said, I'd really like to wait until everything comes out and just read it all together. And I, not that I didn't enjoy it, but I, I I'd be curious to talk to those. Uh, Caleb, you said that you kind of just reread it all together. Did that change the way that you experienced this event?
0: Oh, absolutely. The way now I know we'll be talking a little bit about the timeline here, but I didn't care about that. How I reread it was, I took all of the uh, five issues of *War of the Bounty Hunters* and read all five. Then I went mm-hmm. to the, the the Star Wars series and read all of those. Then all of the Vader series in in episode order so i didn't try to find out okay where does this fit in the timeline just read each story as it came out and that made it flow a lot better like you know a lot of the stories really like not really stepped on each other's toes but were really concurrent with each other so when you're reading that one after the other after the other you see the same event three different times and that's a lot of dragging that really slows it down a lot like the worst part of from a certain point of view the uh the the Star Wars um episode four, like anthology. The, the anthology. The worst part was the Cantina section because they decided to do six different stories all in one time frame and boy did that start to get after the second one it started to get a little um a little slow there. Uh but each uh when you read through them each of them like in order, the flow was so much better. Uh so you know, w- there's talks of, like, a omnibus and everything coming out. I'm almost a little afraid for that one because then they would have to stack it in, like, chronological time r- frame, like, when it were uh, published. I feel like that could be an issue.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And the other point, too, that I'd like to make is if, if somebody really loves Darth Vader and they're reading the Darth Vader 2020 series, like Jacob mentioned, reading the first two volumes and, like, really digging it, and then all of a sudden... You read the third volume of Darth Vader with absolutely zero context with what's going on in yeah. *War of the Bounty Hunters*. Like, I wonder what that would do to a person's perception of that series. Like, and and honestly, I don't think it's a huge issue because I'd be surprised if somebody would read *Darth Vader* twenty twenty and not *War of the Bounty Hunters*, especially because *Darth Vader* features in it. Um, however, you know that's certainly something in the back of my mind when we're talking about reading orders and chronology and people's experiences reading, um, you know, the main line versus the, you know, extra stuff and the, you know, mini series, it's, it's certainly complicated. And I, I I would like to think that they took all of that into consideration, but I definitely agree with, with Caleb that it, it, it drags for sure. And, And it was interesting to hear your experience, Caleb, um, with rereading it in that order. Cause I honestly wouldn't have thought of doing it that way. I, I definitely would have been the person that did it in timeline order, but you're right. Like they all drag so much because you're seeing the same thing from different points of view, just like those in anthologies. So um, I'm really excited to try to read it that way in the future. And I think I think that this is an event that certainly would benefit from a reread, instead of like if y- if you were like us reading it week to week, um, I think maybe we'll all see it differently when we get to read it all together.
1: So it's it's interesting that the chat was talking about this. Um, this where did it go? Uh, Be nasty mentioned I still don't think "War of the Bounty Hunters" is an accurate title for the event, and then and I I, I notated that because that was actually our next question that I'm gonna I'm gonna fi- uh, push to you, Emma. Uh, did the mini now? We're let's let's focus on the miniseries. Just the five issues for War of the Bound Hunters one through five. Yeah. Did that series work? Did it fill in holes in the timeline with notable events? And did the title did, did did the events of the book fit the title?
2: To answer the first part of your question, I think that the miniseries absolutely worked. It was exciting. I got so excited every week uh, when. When it came out, and I was sad that I had to wait another month to find out what happened in the miniseries. Um, in terms of the title, I don't really understand why they named it War of the Bounty Hunters <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, there's really only Boba and some Valence in the miniseries with hints of Bosk and hints of and, Dengar. Well, and Dengar. Well, yeah. yeah. But you only get them for like, what, a, you know, a few pages in total. And then you get their one shots, and I, I feel like it was an excuse to sort of make one shots, and maybe also a way to sort of like maybe throw people off the scent of the Kira reveal, which is mm-hmm. interesting to me because if that was the purpose, I wonder why they revealed it so early in the uh, in the series. But that point aside, um, I think it you know if we were proposing new titles. Um, I might say that something more apt would be um war for Han Solo or something like that, because everybody was focused on Han Solo, yeah. and it wasn't just bounty hunters either. we had like criminal syndicates and the rebellion and the empire, like there's so many corners of the galaxy coming for this one man, and I really liked that premise, honestly, even thinking like if we did get a war of the bounty hunters, what would I prefer like a war of the underworld or the syndicates? or factions, or War of the Bounty Hunters. And honestly, I really liked what we got, so I'm happy with it.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe a... I put a couple titles into chat, but maybe a more accurate title will be, at least for the main series, was Boba Fett Kicks Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he Jake- just like he like like he gets like progressively like he does like fight in the arena. Did he fights Forloman and uh, and then he fights Chewbacca, and then he like fights the entire Star Destroyer. Like he keeps like you know ranking up and up and up as he keeps like killing more and more and more people. So it is really kind of a Boba Fett uh, uh, butt kicking
1: carousel. It's fun, and and I'd almost argue that if you remove Boba Fett from from the 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 picture that the huts actually play a bigger role than the rest of the bounty hunters Uh, i mean i mean jacob would am i kind of two out two out in left field there or or or, i mean how did what are are your thoughts on that
3: no i mean i i I would agree to a certain extent like obviously java is huge um literally and (laughs) and uh (laughs) metaphorically speaking (laughs) Uh, but then I mean you also have boku is I mean a pretty important character all things considered in, in like the overall story of the event so no i I can see that and just also with of course the the state that the hut cartel is left in at the end mm-hmm. of the story uh yeah I don't know that it was definitely a, a, a pivotal part of, of the whole I just event. like the
2: variety of huts that we get we get Jacked Hut hut with a monocle <laughs> like it, yeah it's pretty great. <laughs>
1: Would, 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 would we all agree that of the three of, of the main tie-ins, the one shots and the miniseries, the miniseries is the strongest? Oh, of, uh, if, if, if we were to, Yes. Yes. All right. All right. I, I might make an argument
3: for that the one shots. Okay. As a okay. Whole.
1: All right. Well, I I've well we'll mm. get to that in a second. We'll get mm, to that, that in is second. a second. Um one. I th- I personally think that it that that the uh the, 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 the miniseries is the strongest. One shots are a very close second. Uh, absolutely. Um, but before we d- do that, I-, I think that it's also b- based on everybody's comments there, especially Jacobs. I think that, Caleb, this next section, the main mm. titles tying in is probably the 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 I don't want to say worse because that's a, that's that's the wrong word. It's but the, the most the, contentious. Yes. So so what how do we feel? Do we feel that the characters fit in naturally with the story? So the four main lines were Star Wars. Vader, Afra, and bounty hunters. How do we feel though? Each of those main titles worked into this into this series. All right, I think Star Wars, the uh,
0: baseline, the mainline series, did a pretty okay job like it definitely since it's following uh, Leia and, and Luke as they're trying to come to terms with the, their, uh, new, their loss of Han Solo it definitely kind made a like linchpin for them to try to like mourn his loss and try to regain that so like dropping this on them was definitely a very effective sort of uh, thing I feel like the characterization worked out very well we got some really good Lando moments as well so overall I feel like the Star Wars series did a pretty good job of integrating in it did feel like they were gearing up for a lot of like big events um you know like right before this they ended on some pretty major cliffhangers that i'd like to see resolved but they kind of did put that in the back burner quite literally so it'll be nice to see where we go from here but star wars integrated pretty well vader the vader series
1: first off that was the- the we had a big big pause a
0: big yeah Big, big reveal, big sort of thing, and then, like, literally, like, galaxy-changing events, and then he, like, decided, you know what, my, uh, (laughs) my, my estranged uh, son's, uh, drug dealer, best friend who's in prison, I gotta go deal with him now. I did, while I was rereading it, I don't think I ever noticed it, but no one ever bothered to mention to Vader, man, why'd you give up Han Solo, who was literally in your hands? Like, you know, the whole reason that this whole thing started here is because Darth Vader didn't just, like, hold on to to Han Solo. Didn't he think he might need that? It, no one brought that up, so just to kind of a weird little aside there. Vader definitely had some problems, and even if you read through the main series, the timeline's pretty jumpy even in the series itself. They introduced some... I guess new characters, like the uh, Umbrian. Now, one thing... Umbaran. Umbaran. I, one thing, I, I was going through uh, the Wikipedia, and I totally forgot that she actually did appear in the live action. Totally forgot that.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, she's in uh, Revenge of the Sith, like, stadium next to um, Oh, no, that's uh, right. in, like, the Senate chambers. So, like,
0: when I first saw her, I was like, oh, look, they're introducing another character. Totally forgot she was even in the, ser- in the uh, actual live action movie. So that was really cool. Um, Bounty Hunters, I, it's the War of the Bounty Hunters, so, like, Valence and all of them coming back in, I feel like that did an okay job. I feel like it's made a little against Valence for him to be like, oh boy, Han Solo, I'm gonna go save him now, because he did me a solid one time. Um, I feel like it plays a little bit to his character, of him trying to remain his humanity, and he definitely had some of the strongest tie-ins to the rest of the Bounty Hunters that are running around the galaxy. Pretty nice. Honestly, as weird as it sounds, I feel like I like the Afra tie-in the most. If only because it did the least with the main series.
2: Interesting. Interesting,
0: yeah. Yeah, like, her, like, it's almost like this was like a side quest. So if you had, like, the main plot, her story, like, intersected a little bit. But, like, she was still there for her own personal reasons. She wasn't there for Han Solo. So that gave her more, like, ways to expand and go to, like, different parts of the Vermilion, the capital ship like her like side characters had her own quest in the spot so like she had a lot more organic uh reason to be there and i feel like that will pay more dividends in her story in the story that Alyssa wong's trying to tell through uh, afra down the line so rather than having to like really shift gears and fit into the story i feel like they did a good job of like skimming over the surface not diving too deep into it but enough so her uh, character there. Can interact with like Boba Fett and and Darth Vader, and then you'll know, exit and do what they want to do in the main series.
2: That's really interesting that you say that because yeah. Doctor Afra was kind of the more underwhelming one for me, and I think because the stakes weren't huge for her or for her series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, you're right. Like out of all of them, that one probably had the most world building of the of the, the miniseries because we got to explore the Vermilion, which is where, you know, quite a few major events of this miniseries happened. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I'm always down for more Sana and Afra adventures. Like those are always awesome. Um, going backwards a little bit, I have to, I agree with you totally that Star Wars, uh, the main line tied in the best. Um, I yeah. was very surprised at how much I liked Bounty hunters. It's something I never thought I would ever say. Ever. <laughs> but I don't know. I, there's something about the character development with Valence. I liked seeing his shenanigans with uh with Dengar. And I, I don't know, it's just uh, I still don't understand what on the green planet is happening on the with this side story in that in that series, um, with the who's the girl in the Unbroken clan or whatever. i Oh st- yeah, like no, uh, yeah. like yeah. Romeo and
0: Juliet child. Yeah, like,
2: they totally yeah. lost me in the very beginning. I still don't know what's happening. I would like to let it go. Um,
3: I, I that was think, the only yeah. only downside for me. For I me. just like, <laughs> yeah, I just came to the realization. That I just need to like sit down and reread yes. that entire yeah, series. Okay. Yeah, so I think
2: it'll make more sense when I reread it. I think I think I just got lost at the beginning, and I just need to like. Just swallow my pride and reread it. Um, but yeah, and I do, I liked your, your comment there, Caleb, about how it was interesting that just because Han Solo did him a solid um, in Imperial Cadet, which I do like that we called back to that, um, that all of a sudden he wants to be, you know, morally right in, in saving Han Solo uh, just out of the goodness of his heart. Um, because that is a little bit out of his character. Um, but I, I like it. I like you know some redemption stories I'm down for that um Darth Vader I'd like to see yeah. that
1: explored more Yes me like, too, like, like, me like, too. Like, like now that you mention it like it is kind of odd and it kind of goes against his character but let's explore that a li- like if we get to explore that a little bit more as we get back and then I think that that will, uh, will that will help this that you know this arc feel feel even more connected uh, to, to 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 balance the stuff.
2: Oh, I totally agree, and I won't I won't say anything about the issue that came out today, but it gave me some ideas of like where we could go with his storyline in relation to Han Solo and and his uh, Han Solo saving him, sort of making him a better person. I have some ideas of where that could go based on today's issue, um, and then of course Darth Vader. I 100,000% agree that the timeline was all over the place. Um, like Eric said in the chat, you discovered Exegol and the history of the Sith. Palpatine may betray everything. The dark side is strong. But hey, what about this party invite? Like, that is so yeah. true. It was a major tonal shift, and it felt jarring and strange. Um, and it's too bad, because Darth Vader 2020 is going so strong. It was so good. And I mean, the stuff in Darth Vader you know, is, is still good. It's just not... Uh, up to the level that it, it was i mean we're getting some like timeline story crazy stuff that had huge impacts on everything and we can't expect that to happen all the time w- we were definitely spoiled for sure
3: i like i i think one thing with this it i don't am i crazy but it just seems like his character arc was like a circle across this uh this these past six issues because like at the end of volume two it's like all right vader like you gotta stop worrying about Luke. You are rededicating yourself to the Emperor and the Empire, and you serve me. And like, forget everything else. Like, this is your duty. Like, I'm like, I am mentally breaking you. And then we like go through this whole thing, and he's obsessed with Luke the entire event. And then he comes back and it's like, all right, Emperor, I am dedicated to you again. We're gonna do- go do Empire sh- stuff. Here's my Superstar Destroyer, and I'm dedicated to
1: the cause again. And it's like I feel like we just we just did this. He he was by far the most shoehorned in character. And, and and it's a shame because of how much momentum it had come before this event, and like that's that's yeah, I can't that 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 is the as as much as I didn't enjoy Vader in this, that's the one that I'm most like. Can we get back to this, please? Cause like like War of the Behind is over. Let's go back. Um, and Caleb, you you mentioned you kind of changed my complete thought process of Afra in that I didn't really enjoy the Afra comic uh, in this, but if I look at it from the lens of it's just the B plot. Then it kind of changes the whole my whole perception of the story. And if I look at it from that that perspective, it's a very good B plot. It's an entertaining, entertaining you know escapade. And and so I I I that that's a very interesting thing that 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 you say. And I kind of and and I appreciate you saying that because it kind of gives gives me a little bit more of a. Positive outlook on, on on how Afra was uh was portrayed in this exactly so, like I awesome. said like I could
0: not imagine reading like it chronologically and every time I could definitely see myself when I get to the Afra issues like oh god what am I doing here like this is this is so dumb like what this has nothing to do with anything else I'll just skip ahead but when you read Afra and like you read like the issues before and then I'm assuming the issues after this it will like tie in way way better
1: yeah I can I can see that and I'm at and that 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 is where I'm going to start. Uh, is when I reread these, I'm going to start with Afra and really enjoy that. So, all right, the last part of uh, these little of, of this uh, event uh, were the one shots, um, and uh, as Jacob in, in Jacob's opinion, these were the strongest. Uh, I believe Jared in the chat also said that these were the strongest. Uh, I thought these were very good. I I I, I think that the one shots, I would have loved to see the one shots if we were to remove remove the tie-ins and just done war the bounty hunters and 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 allow the one shots to kind of give some character depth i think this would have been even more outstanding i mean obviously i understand why we have to have the tie-ins but we had a a lot of really good one shots um the job of the hut one shot uh four laman zuckus uh balsh ig88 um you team shout out uh, if if there are any others that that, that you think that were notable that, that that stand i think those four are really the top tier of uh, of content of what it did to build out the world uh, am i am i leaving out any of the others i think no, th- i think that's yeah, all, was all of them yeah oh that was all of them oh, okay well yeah
3: uh, yeah yeah no you know you got okay. i for like for my money i think honestly like shockingly i did not see this coming at all bausch is like yes. one of my favorite comics that's come out like the past year and a half like it's incredible it has no business being this good like i like i've never cared about this character because we never like i mean technically we've never seen this character on the on live on the uh on the live action uh i guess there's like that forces of destiny right short but like yeah like it's a character that's like technically we've never seen and like i, I like read this thing I'm like I just want, like, Alyssa Wong to just, like, I mean, I obviously wanted her to keep doing Afro, but I just want her to do that. Like, I just, like, please, like, give me an entire series about uh, Bausch and his, like, buddies working for uh, the tags. The, uh, the tags. Yeah. Like, give me that. Like, yeah, it's I was shocked
2: at how much I enjoyed that. I, I mean, out of the entire list of one shots, I thought that, that was going to be my least favorite. And man, I was blown away by that. And I think it's you yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, it's such a simple sort of thing, like, my, you know, my spoilers, but, like, the whole, like, I didn't, like, just casting them as an exile clan yeah. living, like, a life yeah. apart from their entire family is like, oh, boy, sympathy, here it comes. <laughs> like, oh.
1: It's, and it like, surprisingly like, it's a, told, like, a lot of the backstory of, 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 of that as well. Like, it, it's a one-shot, so, yeah, it's a little bit longer, but there was a lot of depth in that in that book, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... What is it like? Ten extra pages or something like that, and Alyssa Wong she used those very, very smartly. I would say. I mean, yeah, like who who would have ever thought that we were gonna walk away from this? And we've got we've got an IG88 one shot, and we've got a Jabba the Hutt one, and. And we walk away saying that this is one of the best ones, and the ones that we enjoy the most. I would have never even bet money on that ever. <laughs>
0: exactly, Bosch and his uh, essentially his Power Rangers
1: of uh, of exile.
2: Yeah, very Power Ranger vibes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And we can't we we can't talk about this section without talking about uh, Dave pop Yes. Um. She wa- Jared. There was not a a, a Dave a one shot. She was she was uh, featured in the Jabba one shot. But I appreciated how different each of these were. In, yes. in, in the in the sense of they were all four. Lom and Zuckus was funny. Like. <laughs> yeah. Question mark?
0: Well, yeah, well, it was that the thing is, all of them were written by different people. And, yes, and Zuxis was, you know, by a friend of the show, Daniel Jose Older. And, like, fun fact I don't know if you caught that, but I mentioned, you know, the, uh, from a certain point of view. And Daniel Jose Older did one of my. Yeah, he wrote the uh, story. Yeah, for he that. wrote a story in the, the certain point of view about a stormtrooper who deserts because he loves dobacks And in the Forloman Zuxis oh, okay. one, like, you see a. They they like human Ryan a and, and they say his name and that's the same like uh, <laughs> trooper from his uh, one shot from his little side story.
2: Oh my gosh!
0: He also
3: wrote the four Laman Zucka story in uh, from a certain point of view. Empire Strikes that Back. That was itself.
1: the interview run, right? Where they were they yeah, and they were making notes a, in the margins. A magazine. Yeah. yeah, they were trying to interview. Yeah, it was
3: it, no, it was yeah, it was uh, stet, which is like an editorial uh, term.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's. Like it's all coming
1: together
2: yeah i I think um if if I learned anything, I mean, I already knew coming into this, I loved Justina Ireland's writing, but this just made me want more Justine Ireland comics for sure with the Jabba of the Hut one, and uh, my wish came true uh we are getting uh, a Star Wars adventures uh comic with uh Devil on pop um which is going to be awesome, written by Justine Ireland. I don't remember what issue number. I don't know if any of you guys know off the top of your head. It's, I think it's the. I kind of want to say eighteen, uh, but.
3: Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I was trying to look it up, like as we were talking, but then she's also she's writing on the, uh, life. Day. She's one of the writers on the Life Day mm-hmm. Treasury, and then she's also, uh, on the, uh, High Republic Adventures. Yeah, and so I'm I'm
2: very happy that we're getting more Justine Ireland comics because. That was, I was, again, like, with the Bausch one, I did not think I was going to like the Jabba the Hutt one because I've never really cared for Jabba the Hutt. I found him, like, really gross and horrible. Um, But I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then bring in Diva Lompomp, and I'm like, okay, this is very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she just kept upping upping the Annie, and I I like that.
1: I, I appreciated the joke in uh, the Dave Alonpop, uh one shot, because that was in the one shot, right? Where uh, I think it was Bobo was like, "I pictured you more." Oh, uh, talking about like uh, more of the eat your whatever. boyfriend type, and and she was and and like it was a joke at the beginning of the book, and then towards the end of the book, uh, she actually does eat uh, her uh, the her bird. ex, her ex, and and so it was just those little moments where it was like oh that wasn't just a one-lot like a a a line that was like there actually was some payoff there so yeah uh, there were just there were some memorable moments for that and we can't we we could all uh you know naked palps got to run for his money from uh oh, i was just about to say Zuck- that. naked zuckus uh, <laughs>
2: naked uh, <I> mean, <laughs> and he was in a bathtub right or like a gas yes. thing like so he was also slightly slimy i guess you could say <laughs> I hope Jared's still here because that was from yeah, him. I,
3: <laughs> there, there. I did find the the uh, Star Wars Adventures cover yes, with her. It, it is, is uh, issue number fourteen as of right now. It is coming out in January. Awesome. So keep an eye. Oh out for my that. gosh,
2: I love her hot pink pants. Those are just those are amazing. Love it.
1: <laughs> She's a really cool character, and I'm and I'm happy that we're that that we're going to get a little bit more from her. So, all right. Um, <laughs> one of the other main. Topics of discussion throughout this event was was sort of a reading order, or in in not, and that's more than just well, do I read uh, Star Wars before I read Vader, or do I read War of the Bounty Hunters 2? It's it's also a if i didn't want to buy all of these and there was just i wanted to get the meat of this story what books should we should we read and, and jake was kind con- of sort of the one in our in our in our discord community that was kind of leading that charge and kind of told everybody yeah this is an important one yeah definitely read this one over the, in, before you read this one so uh he kind of created his own little we, we what we're calling the cost efficient important story beats Uh, important and uh, necessary story beats reading order here. So Jacob, I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of dissect everything that you've got uh, here on the screen.
3: Yeah. So I'll, I'll preface this with, this is definitely not a one size fits all solution. Um, I, and also I kind of did this, not at the last minute, but uh, anyways uh, it, you know, obviously if you want the cheapest possible, I just want the story, just read the mini series. That's it. Like in the alpha, obviously. Um, And then you can, I would add the one-shots next, and then obviously, like, if you've were if you been reading Dr. Aphra this entire time, I would probably st- keep reading Dr. Aphra, so you can kind of pick and choose as you want, um, but I made this uh, to kind of try and attempt to make somewhat of a list, so on the left is the official, here's every single issue, and it's 34 issues, which, you know, would cost you uh, over $120, um, like $136, something like that ballpark, um so obviously that's a lot so i i paired it down to 20 issues uh a lot more reasonable and then even again you can even pair it down to just the alpha and the mini series and then i would honestly even before i actually added the one shots uh so many qualifiers i would add star wars 18 that came out today i think yes. it is like the the bow. emotional ending the yeah the bow the, the bow that wraps it all together um So, all the green ones are, like, the top level. I would get those. Um, And then the white ones are... I picked a few uh, tie-ins here and there that I think are valuable to the... Either valuable to the story or just are good. Um, And I'm not going to get into my rationale for every single one. Although, if you, like, have questions, just, like, find me on Discord or Twitter. And I will, like, walk you through why I picked the ones I did. Um, But I I tried to pick ones that, you know, it would make sense... Uh, at least without having read the whole entire thing. Like, you know, I'm not going to pick Bounty Hunters 14 if I needed to have read Bounty Hunters 13 as well kind of thing. So I, I tried to get ones that were that worked well on their own in the context of the greater story, uh, but I thought added something a little special, uh, a little different to the story. And I, I definitely also tried to get a little of each ongoing series in here. So it's not just, I mean, it would be honestly easy to add just all the Star Wars extra issues here and there um but yeah so this is my list you can do whatever you want again this is not a one size fits all solution uh but i think this is i think it's pretty decent like you definitely get the full story um with a little a little bit of uh, of side adventures here and there without going too
0: crazy yeah
2: i i would agree with that list for sure and i think i think the other thing too i mean if you really want to customize your experience you can you know sort of play around with different reading orders and things like that um but certainly, if you just want like the base story, you just want to know what's going on before Crimson Rain, um, Alpha miniseries, one shots, and you're good. You want to get deeper, hit some of those, uh, those tie-ins, and um, yeah, certainly reach out to any of us if you want some personalized recommendations. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I, I guess I should just really quickly run down what the actual order is, because we do have True. people that listen to the audio podcast, <laughs> so uh, that would be helpful for them. Uh, so it goes, this is the order, uh, it is mostly release order, but I do have a few switches in how I, I think it presents itself better, uh, there's like two, basically two main switches in here, and that's War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha, War of the Bounty Hunters number one, Star Wars 14, Doctor Aphra 11, War of the Bounty Hunters number two, Jabba the Hutt, Forlamin Zuckus Bounty Hunters fifteen War of the Bounty Hunters number three, Darth Vader fifteen War of the Bounty Bounty Hunters number four, Bausch number one Bounty Hunters number sixteen, Star Wars number seventeen Bounty War of the Bounty Hunters number five, Doctor Aphra number fifteen, Darth Vader number seventeen, IG eighty eight number one Bounty Hunters number seventeen, and Star Wars number eighteen. That's it's, it's a long list, but trust me, it's a lot. It's a lot shorter than thirty four. issues. Yeah, that was that so was twenty I'll, I'll that. issues.
1: So you're talking. About half. almost two thirds. So that's that's actually, I actually find that list pretty comprehensive. Good job.
3: Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, you can do whatever you want, you can cut it down. I mean, and then if you have Marvel Unlimited, then I mean, cost isn't really even a barrier. You just have to wait a little bit. Um, but your time is. So I'll, I'll say that.
1: Yeah. That was absolutely. Yeah. That was a, a, an awesome job. And, uh, um, cause I, I know, I know there were a lot of questions there. And, and there were a couple issues, uh, especially if you're reading them as, as, as we did our release issue where Star Wars and Dr. Afra I Jacob I think it felt like there was one time early on that was like three quarters of the books were the exact same.
3: Yeah it was it was worth her number two I want to say like Dr. Afra to like number 14 or 15 it's, it one of the earlier ones that it was like literally like the same story for for a large portion of it so
1: all right so this was the a, a historic event. In Star Wars comic it was the largest crossover event in Star Wars uh, comics publishing um, and it kind of introduced a, it, it kind of kicked off uh, a, a new new saga a new new new, new thing because uh, at the end of War of the Bounty Hunters uh, number five we are actually uh, we're told um, that that's actually gonna lead into a whole new series uh, title Crimson Rain, uh, which is coming out later this month. Jacob's got this amazing. It's also going to be five issues, um, and and I believe these are the five connecting uh the 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 Ario and Adido connecting covers. Correct, Jacob?
3: That's yeah, that's right. And a little a quick correction. It's actually I think I want to say it's the second week of December is when it starts. It's been delayed already, yes. so I want to say it's either. It might be December seventh or either that or the fourteenth, um, but yeah. For now, exactly. we, do, for we do our audio. best.
1: We do our best to keep up with with with, with delays, but yes, there have been a, lot, a number of delays, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks. Exactly. And for our
0: audio listeners, just real quick, the uh, art is really beautiful. It goes from left to right. Uh, can have a nice collage featuring both uh, from left to right, Darth Vader. The emperor uh, looks like a, a tie fighter pilot. I can't get too much. We can we can we can debate on who that is, but yeah. it looks like a tie fighter pilot. Uh, uh, the knight of Rin from the uh, Ben Solo uh, miniseries, uh, Rise of Kylo Ren, with a lightsaber, and then of course everyone's favorite Kira in profile. Yeah. So exciting times ahead. Maybe some lightsaber action.
2: Yeah. When I read the the news um, when it dropped, I was. So excited that we were going to get some more gear stories. And, um, you know, I won't spoil the little preview that they had for the first issue on StarWars.com. I think it was like last week. Um, There was some exciting dialogue in there. Um, I got really excited. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I just, I honestly, I can't wait uh, for this. And um, bringing in characters like Ren and, um, you know, the person in the, I I won't say it specifically. Pretty sure I know who that is, but...
3: <laughs> it's 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 hard because with a,
1: the color is wrong
3: or not wrong. It's not what we've Correct. seen before on the on the uniform. All right, you're gonna have to uh, you're, you're a, gonna have
1: to film again because I don't I don't know who this yeah. is and
3: I it's okay. So it's a tie fighter the, yeah, on that cover. It's a tie fighter pilot. It is a special forces tie fighter pilot of some sort. It has the same logo as Inferno that's what I thought from the Battlefront. So However. All of their uniforms are red. The logos are red, and this one is blue. So I don't know if that's significant or just like an artistic choice. Uh, it seems significant. Um, and uh, do, Emma, do I say the thing? Oh, it's, do I, I got it. It's the Baron Fail
0: from The Legends, so reintroduce Fail. <laughs> <Phil. laughs>
1: yeah, no, probably not. Um,
2: let's hold off on that. It,
3: it,
1: okay, it would be spoilery it, if you it, haven't so,
2: caught up with today's issues, I would say. Right.
3: Yeah. So. Whoops. Uh yeah. So it you know, it could be I guess Iden Versio or someone else from Inferno Squadron, possibly, even though again the uniform's not exactly the same. Uh but then also of note, uh, behind them in the window is a bunch of titans. Oh owners. I didn't notice that's also awesome.
2: that.
3: what Yeah, yeah. So there you so go. Cool. Uh you know, just yeah, are there I would assume they're probably in charge of what I guess we Sea Tide offenders, and I would assume they're probably in charge or like the ace pilot of that group.
1: And so there was some I also other some some there. very interesting other key art that, that, that was released uh when this was first announced. I believe um uh, Luke has on uh a, a specific jacket that was uh, was called into question. There was some other uh, there were some other things I think that uh were leading to some It's a,
3: the cover I think it's the uh, I think you're thinking of the cover for the next issue of Star Wars, which it ha- has him on the cover. Hold on. Oh God, let me see if I can find it. Uh, which is issue yeah, and he has 19. on
2: that like sort of Return of the Jedi looking top, right?
3: Yeah, was it looks that like or was
1: he's, it like uh, a no, Sol- Solo esque jacket? I think I thought. Oh that was, yes, this is the one that I found.
0: Well, it's long been established that uh, Lando was already reading uh, Han's claws. Yeah, oh, so... I know.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I. I can't
3: remember where that was. Oh, I think it might have been one of the. Uh, I can find it real quick. I think it's one of the Crimson Rain issue number one. Some colors. one of the variants of okay. him in that. So,
1: so this is is also if 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 I have read the read the. This is also going to be all inclusive, yeah. correct? This is is it going to bleed? Is it? Do we know if this is going to bleed into the other? Yes, Jacob. Jacob's got go. it right now. Uh, this th- this was the cover oh, that I was yes. talking about. So we've yeah, got solo uh, jacket, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got him in the solo jacket. Uh, we've got a couple of other bounty hunters that we are are, are going to be uh, reintroduced to again. Um, we've got tie defenders, TIE defenders again in the, in the background. background. So do we know if this is going to be an all-inclusive thing again, or is this just going to be a, a series that bleeds into some of the main, main titles? So the
3: solicits for the next set of trade paperbacks have stated that they're Crimson Rain for like so it's like Star Wars volume, uh, what like four now. Uh, it's Crimson Rain, so that is what we are. I mean, I, I, so that you know, would suggest I that, that the next
1: number that that uh, let's see Star Wars nineteen through twenty three ish will probably be related to Crimson Rain.
3: Yes, but then also, like, the solicits don't make a whole lot of sense, because, like, the solicit for 21 is them going back and finding, like, finally, like, figuring out what happened to Shara Bay, which, like, doesn't seem like it would fit in that storyline. I don't know. I I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, they could be
1: trying to trick us, I'll ask that question. Yeah. Yeah, I'll ask that question. Do we want an all-inclusive, or do we want this to be sort of its own self-contained in so much, and if if the story necessitates it bleeding into the others, it will, but... Does this become, do we want this to be a fifth or sixth, I guess, uh, independent story that we that we have going on? I would, I'll start I, with Emma.
2: I would like for it to be independent. I think I miss, uh, as much as I enjoyed War of the Bounty Hunters, and I truly did, I'm excited to go back to their stories because I think that they were hitting a good stride before we all kind of came together in War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, so I do miss the independence dependency or you know however you want to put it of the uh you know the tie-ins so i'd be interested to see what something like this like how it would do independently on its own however uh, of course at the same time you know we see that luke is in it and uh afra and i'm sure you know leia and lando and you know everybody i'm I'm sure that that they're going to be involved in some way so there has to be some way to work them in or sort of advance their stories along in their respective series so that there's no confliction. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure how to do that without working them in together, but um, the writers and, and story group there are much more creative than I am, so I'm sure they have a solution. <laughs>
1: I, I would like it to be the way that I've seen it work in other DC... Because I used to read DC comics a lot uh, back in, in 2015 when... when uh, and I enjoyed reading crossover situations there where Batman might be on the phone with Wonder Woman and talking about a situation. And it, it'll refer to something Wonder Woman's doing, and then in the bottom corner, it'll say, as seen in Wonder Woman issue number... So it doesn't really bleed; it it bleeds together, but it's still this. Wonder Woman was doing her own thing. Batman is doing it was his was doing his own thing. Superman is doing his own thing, but they all live in the same world, and they all do cross over when the stories need it to. But you don't need. Whereas War of the Bounty Hunters, everything was tied to this one Crimson Dawn event. I would rather it just be let's have it do, run independently and cross over where it needs to and just be, you know, have that little bubble at the bottom of the of the panel that says, "If you want to know more about this, go read Star Wars Number 19. Caleb, what what what, what do you think?
0: Um, I kind of wish they did more for uh what happened with uh, Doctor Afra. I wish I think this uh, Crimson Empire, this Crimson Reign, is going to be a big event. I would like to see all the other like um, sub you know chapters all these other uh, individual ones react to how this uh, main story is going not necessarily intersecting straight through but like deflecting off of it and having those events influence the story that's going on that'll definitely make it feel like a bigger world but i don't want everyone to have to hit the brakes and deal with what was happening each individual issue i wish their stories would continue on but have like a an impact like a spin put onto them as to what happened with crimson uh, rain that's going to come into play here so i don't want everyone to stop and everyone to be like you know i wish i would like some more direct influences but well i would like more indirect influences like you know stories being spun off into new exciting uh concepts from you know things that are dealt with out here
1: jacob i'll give you last word before we wrap up for the night
3: yeah, so uh, you, you got me thinking a little bit with how you're talking about DC events, and I just went back and checked, because when I was in, big into DC Comics, uh, one of the big events that happened was uh, Dark Knight's Metal, and I was like, I, I thought about it, because this came out like five-ish years ago or so, four or five years ago, and when that event happened, it was like a, a five to six issue, like mini-series event with tie-ins, but they, DC didn't, tie every single comic book into it for all five months they like it would be like you have your five five or six issues and then like pretty much most of the ongoings would have one issue that tied in and just one issue so like you know batman's like suddenly you know or not batman because he's always in everything (laughs) but like aquaman has like one issue where he's doing some like like legit event stuff and then he goes back and it's like doing stuff that's probably tangentially related to the event but it completely stands on its own so I think that model could work better. Uh so again you're not tying up everything, but the the other thing you could just do is I I'm okay with a crossover event. Maybe we just don't crossover every yeah. series. Like Absolutely. you don't need a, like I don't need all four series going on at the same time with with Crimson Rain. Like if you if like the story like organically makes sense to have Vader and Kira and uh I don't know. Let's just say Vader, or not Kira. Uh, Vader and, uh, uh, well, I guess, yes, Kira, but she's not an ongoing title. Uh, let's say Va- Vader, Vader and Luke. And, uh, Luke. Yeah, just, just hypothetically, just Vader and Luke. Just have those, just have Star Wars and Darth Vader crossover and let Dr. Aphra do her own thing and let the Bounty Hunter's title do its own thing. Like, we don't need every single one to tie in if we don't have, like, a legit story reason to do so. I'd be down for that.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great yeah, solution to this, like, sort of dragging feeling that we felt sometimes in, in having four tie-ins. I think that would be a great solution.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that that's a, I, I would 100% agree with you. And I, and I think that's a good place for us to leave this conversation tonight uh, because I, I really think that that's, that's how we can you know, see this really benefit for, uh, from moving comics forward. So uh, before we sign off tonight, I do want to make, I uh, do have one more announcement. Our next round table is going to be uh, the High Republic Adventures of Volume One, which as of today is scheduled to be released. or I'm sorry, our show is going to be on 1117. Uh, Jacob, do you have a release date for that uh, trade paperback? Uh,
3: it it is likely the 16th, but no, not off the okay, top of my head. So uh, it it it'll be a Tuesday, I believe, either the week of this sh- of this roundtable or the week before. So
1: as of right now. Our uh, schedule says that our next roundtable will be uh, Wednesday, the 7th, November 17th. And that is uh, assuming that the trade paperback is released on Tuesday, the 16th. And if that gets delayed, we will, of course, let you know. And then we'll uh, also let you know how that is going to change our schedule. But yes, be sure to uh, to tune into that and to get caught up on the High Republic Adventures before then. Uh, But until then, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And also head over to UTD.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire Expanded Universe. Uh, we encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com discord, and you can help support the show and the community by heading to patreon.com utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to JG Carse, O.K. Endar, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, and Earl Q on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Billington, Tyler Latour, uh, Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C and Sally and Chris Allison on our Alliance high command for their amazing support. I love the fact that those lists are getting longer. Uh, you can tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show or at each of us individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek, And Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Thank you again to Emma, Caleb, and Jacob for hosting with me tonight. Thank you to everyone who was in the chat with us live. And a special thank you to our listeners and viewers for joining us wherever and whenever you are. We truly appreciate you. Uh, We will see everybody next week, but until then, may the Force be with you.